Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals Podcast. Uh, I am your host, David Yosh, along with co-host Gatano Gallo. This is episode 101, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. As per usual, we uh, had the draft. We've had the first few days here of free agency now, yesterday and today. Uh, there's been some signings, some lack thereof signings. There's been lots of fun stuff going on, if that's what you want to call it. So let's start with the draft. Um, no, no surprise who went first overall. Connor Bedard is Chicago Blackhawk. A little bit surprising that um, Anaheim passed on Adam Fantilli. I thought that was interesting. I thought they were going to go with him for sure. He, I thought he was a sure bet at two, but Leo yeah, Carlson. You, you, you did call it. You did call the Leo Carlson at two pick. I did. It was shocking, though. Like, it was shocking. I thought, I definitely thought they were taking Fantilli. I just said, what I said was there is a chance, Leo Carlson has a chance to kind of tip the scales here and and go second overall to Anaheim. And it's just because I heard that earlier in the day, and then it ended up happening. I was very surprised. So... Um, yeah, um, Habs fans are completely awful. If we didn't know that already, you're all terrible people. And you actually, um, to the point where Montreal will not bring their fifth overall pick to North America next year, David Reinbacker, because Habs fans are so hateful. Um, yeah, that, oh, that is exactly it. I'm not going to say what was said because it is completely and utterly disgusting. But, um, there was some very, very. So I don't think he was coming across anyways. Uh, he still has a year of school left. Uh, so I said he said that his priority was finishing that. So And I also don't see a rush to bring him in. Well, um, he's not that good either, so there's that. But, yeah, no, that, there's a the reason that Habs fans were pissed. Class, it's, it, 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 there's a reason that Habs fans were pissed. It's because it was the wrong pick, right? Like, that's that's why. And you know it, and you're going to try to justify it, but you know it. It was the well, wrong here, pick. Well, here's the, here's the thing, Abe. I can sit here and be a whiny little bitch all I want. We could record for fucking 10 hours of me just screaming and complaining. Doesn't change the fact that we picked him. And so now you just have to suck it up and support the kid because that's what you do as a fan. Yeah, I don't know. Your, so. your draft, uh, your GM's drafting ability is is really questionable. I have to say that. Between the Slavkovsky pick and, and this one here, I... See... Two top like, five picks, and you get Slavkovsky and David Reinbacker. That is really see, something. The, the the thing that gets me going here, Abe, is so Habs development camp literally started today, like this morning. Uh, mm. First drill, D pairing, Reinbacker Ryan, and Hudson. That's got me going. I am I'm all in on that. I think that is a legitimate top pairing in the, in the next few years. And I for think a very long time after that. If you think that that's a top pairing, I think you're absolutely delusional. Neither of them have ever, I ever think, shown a sign I, that they would be a top pairing. Let's be real here. The, are, the did, ceiling did you, for you, David Reinbacker is a second you, pairing guy. The did ceiling. You, did you just completely forget Lane Hudson's last season? No, I, I didn't, of, but it was, in, dude, it was in college. Dude was like one of the best players in college hockey as a rookie. First year. Yeah, and see, the thing about being a top-pairing D-man is that you need to have defensive ability as well as offensive ability. And that's the Reinbacker. That's that's Reinbacker and Hudson <laughs> together. Oh, I'm telling... David Reinbacker want- will never be a top-pairing defenseman in the National Do you want me to write it on the fucking whiteboard? Write it right on, the, on the whiteboard. David Reinbacker will never be a top-pairing defenseman in the National Hockey League. Never. And if he is, that team will fail. And it's that simple. 
Anyway, I think I think the kid is class. I think he's going to be great. He was a projected top ten pick, so it's not again. It's not like the Habs went off the board. It don't give me that look. Literally, everyone had him in the top ten from five to eight. That's where he was projected to go. He went at five. We got him. Right-handed defensemen are unicorns. You don't find them very often. I think it's a great pick. Would I have preferred Mitchkov? Yeah. But we have Ryan Backer. We have a fucking stud of a right-hand defenseman, the one thing the Habs have really, really needed. Uh, basically, all of our uh, prospects and, like, the younger guys are all lefties, so it's great to have that that balance now. I, I like the pick. And it you wasn't can justify it all you want. He's still not a top-pairing defenseman. <laughs> he will be. Trust me. Trust. Trust. He's just not. Just like uh, Easton Cowan shouldn't have been drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs at 28 overall. That was a terrible pick. He was projected to go somewhere between 60 and 100, and the Leafs take him at 28. Uh, Brad Cheliving has had a rough start. He has been general manager for like a grand total of three minutes, and he has done nothing but fail. I, I, I already hate this guy. I'm not going to lie to you. He's let nine players walk out the door. Some of them needed to go. I get it. But then he replaces them with a 36-year-old Ryan Reeves for three years. You give him a three-year deal. 36-year-old Ryan they Reeves. Gave, they gave him a three-year deal? Three-year deal. I, okay. I, I, I thought it was two, and I, I didn't hate two, because you can get rid of a, a, the final year if it doesn't work. But three, that's that's not great. He can't skate, and he's 36 years old. What are we doing? John Klingberg had an awful season last year. What are we signing him for? We need... And and the justification for that is that we need more offense from the back end. But, like, yeah, you need guys. Are, like, you know how I just said, like, Lane Hudson is all offense, literally cannot play defense? That's the same thing with John Klingberg. And that's why he's not a top-pairing guy in the NHL anymore. It's because he can't play defense. If you're going to be that bad at defense, then you have to be Eric Carlson for it to work. That's I'll it. Say, I, I was going to say Kale McCarver, but yeah. No, but no. Eric Carlson is by far the best offensive defenseman in the NHL. No, 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 no. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying that that's where mine, my mind was going. Yeah. Kale McCarr is the, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, if you're going to be that bad, because Eric Carlson, let's be real here, underlying numbers, eye test, he's the best offensive defenseman in the league, and he's probably the worst defensive defenseman in the league. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty cut and dry. You're, you're, you're playing with a, a, an extra forward out there, essentially. More or less, yes. And the not the guy who's going to contend for a selkie. No, but and the guy, thing is, the the points that he produces kind of outweigh the goals that he's on the ice for and his lack of defensive ability. And I just that with Klingberg, it's just not that ratio isn't there. No, exactly. And I I just I have no idea what they're doing. I I you want to add tough like I'm sorry, Ryan Reeves does not doesn't bring anything to the table that Wayne Simmons did didn't. No. And, like uh, and Matt Martin before that too, right? Like, like there's, uh, he doesn't bring anything to the table that Wayne Simmons didn't, and Wayne Simmons didn't even have a spot in the lineup at the end of the year. And to me, Wayne Simmons has more upside than Ryan Reeves does in terms of actual hockey. Like, yeah, not at, punching at, guys. At one, like, at one point, Wayne Simmons was actually a very, very good like hockey player. Yes, and he but still showed flashes of that, right? So, I don't know. I think the Leafs are failing. Um, but because this sport is so ridiculous and stupid, you damn well know we're going to go to the Eastern Conference Final or, or something. <laughs> you saw, you saw that tweet, eh? <laughs> well, it's just, it's because that's how this sport works. Look at look at Florida. Like, look at what they did this year. Yeah. They were the 
they set records, President's Trophy winners. They shake it up, they look worse on paper, and they go to the Stanley Cup final. Like, that's just how the sport works. It's stupid. It makes no sense. And sometimes you just got to do stupid shit, and it works, I guess. I don't know. Signing Ryan Reeves, to me, was an absolutely, like, I wanted him fired on the spot. I wanted Brad Trilliving fired on the spot as soon as I heard that signing was made. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, we're going in this direction, like this is really our big free agency signing right now is Ryan Reeves. This feels like, uh, like lose first summer all over again. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's really painful to watch what they're doing to this hockey team right now. And, and the fact that there hasn't been a Nylander or a Matthews contract extension announced yet also isn't good. I mean, if, if it's 1 PM, the second day of, uh, free agency. I wouldn't expect those contracts to be hammered out and done. Just and the only reason I say that is because legally, in quotations, uh, they weren't allowed to like even make negotiations. Uh, enough with that. Today. Enough with that. Enough. Like, it, like I said, stop. Like I stop. Said, legally, stop. Look at Elias Sorokin's contract that was handed out yesterday. Sixty-one million dollars, and you're trying to tell me they're not allowed to negotiate until twelve o'clock? Come on, wake up. Wake up. That's not accurate. That doesn't actually happen. There is ongoing negotiations between agents and general managers all year round, all the time. That is such a bullshit line in the sand. Come on. It it is. That doesn't actually, like, you're trying to tell me that that Sorokin deal got hammered out an eight-year contract. This guy figured out what he was going to do for the next eight years of his life in an hour? I don't think so. I mean, it's a lot more money than I would have paid him, so, like, Someone gives you that, puts that deal in front of you. I don't think it takes long to uh, to sign that, for being honest. Uh, sometimes you got to find your guy and you got to pay him. Look, besides Aiden Hill, if you look back at the Stanley Cup champions for the past 10 years, every single one of them had a good goalie. Yeah. Every single one. And Aiden Hill was a good goalie, too. Bro, but you, I, you, I'm not I, taking it. You can look back at any Stanley Cup champion, good goalie. Exactly. You so to. if you, you find to. a guy, Ilya Sorokin, who was a Vesna finalist this year, and was a very has yeah. been very good for a lot of years. You find him, you gotta pay him. If you don't pay no, him, somebody else. hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, you know, in 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 the perfect world, that this they didn't start negotiating until yesterday at noon. I don't see how it takes long to hammer that out. If he wants to stay, they want to keep him. They're gonna pay him. So back to my point, that would mean that that isn't the case in Toronto with Matthews and Nylander, right? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Well, that's that's. Yes, that's what I was getting at. And you were like, well, those contracts haven't been hammered out yet because they just there hasn't been enough time. Like you just said, if they wanted to be there and they want him to be and they want to be there and we want them to be there, then it it, it just gets done. Right. Like those things just get finished. None of this like that should have been announced yesterday at, mid, at noon. Like, I'm sorry, but both of those contracts, if those, if they were serious about it, those contracts should have been announced yesterday at noon. And that's just it. And which they were. Which one do you expect to be announced first? If like in the in the theoretical world where they both resign, which one gets announced first? Well, if they both resign, uh, whoever whoever the deal gets done for first. I don't. What, I don't get what you're asking me. I just mean like which which deal do you think will get done first? Well, I think they're a lot more sure about their ability to sign Matthews than there are their ability to sign Nylander. Like obviously, they'll pay Matthews anything he wants because yeah. he's Austin Matthews. William Nylander, they don't really. It, they don't value him as much as, as he values himself. 
I think is what it is. Like um, my understanding to this point is Nylander's somewhere in around the 10 to 10 and a half million dollar range and the Leafs are below nine. So they're very, very different numbers there, obviously. Okay, but I feel like he is probably a $10 million player. So like, like if he, he, if he, if he signs for 10 mil anywhere else in the league, I wouldn't even question it. You'd be like, yeah. Got to give credit where credit is due. Jeff O'Neill said it yesterday on Overdrive. You get the Meyer deal. Nothing more, nothing less. Eight by 8.8. If you don't want it, we'll tra- we're trading you. If you do, you can have it. It's yours. You get the Meyer deal. Eight by 8.8. If you don't want it, sorry, man. We got to go somewhere. We got to do something else here. Sorry, dude. That's wild. Uh, just, just I, I have will, I hold William Nylander so much higher than Timo Meyer. I think that there, there's and like that's what 1.2 million dollars. There's definitely a like a way bigger gap between the two of them than that 1.2 million. If you're saying eight by eight and Willie wants ten, like I disagree. I think Timo Meyer has been a more consistent player in the league for more years. I think the thing about William Nylander that you see in a lot that uh, you see in that. I've all I've always you know I've always been a, a William Nylander supporter. I love the guy, but he can be one of the most frustrating players in the sport because he is not all in all the time. He floats when he's off. Oh my God, is he off? Like he is pitiful. He's not just he doesn't have a B game, right? Like it's either the A game or a big shit. Like that's that's really what he does, and that's why he's not a ten million dollar player. I'll be honest with you. That's why. That's why. Is because he he's one of the most inconsistent players in the sport. Interesting, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, who else did the Leafs sign? Have they signed anyone else? Literally John Klingberg and Ryan Reeves. That's it. And we've let nine guys walk out the door, including Michael Bunting, including Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari, uh, Eric Shalgren, not a big deal. I forget who I, it's been, it's been pretty much Exodus. And um, the fact that the news has come out now that Ryan O'Reilly wasn't even really concerned about money, like it wasn't a money thing, the Leafs were able to pay him. He just didn't want to be in Toronto after wanting to be traded to Toronto from St. Louis and then going there and, and kind of seeing what was up and then immediately fucking off. It's not a good sign, is it? No, I, I hate it. I hate every second of it. I, it makes me so nervous about that locker room right now. It, it's, it's a tough scene, and that's, the, that's putting it very lightly, I think. Um, I don't know if it's the coach that, that maybe some of these guys aren't liking, the, the, the camaraderie in the dressing room, maybe. I, I have no idea what's going on, but it's, it's a bad time right now in Toronto. It's a really bad time, and it's a dark time. And um, I don't really have much else to say. Um, I've been really trying to tune out most of this hockey stuff over the past couple of days because my general manager is a fucking idiot, if we're being honest. So um, Boston pizza sucks and um, fire Brad Truther. So I I got nothing more for you today. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so pissed off at that guy. It's not even funny. He's drafting like shit. He's making bad signings. He's letting guys walk out the door. It's 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 an absolute mess. There's no other way to put it. There's no other way to say it. it 
It's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. Murray hasn't been bought out yet for some reason. I, I don't know. Has, has TJ Brody been bought out yet? <laughs> no, he has not. Also, uh, can we just laugh at the Senators signing Carpasalo to the Murray deal? And I love it. That's a terrible, terrible signing for them. They needed a goaltender. They went and got it. But yeah, he is definitely... <laughs> Like, I get that, but that is that is an overpay in way too many years. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mind the four million, actually. It's five by four. Or is it four by five? five? I think it was five by four. Yeah, five years. If that guy doesn't turn on the Jets, if you will. Yeah. Because he's, uh, never, he's never really got there. Eh? Well, he's he, I was surprised to find out he was a 915 save percentage last year. I did not think he had that good of a year. Um, but yeah, he, I was watching actually Pierre Dorian talk, Pierre Dorian talk about that signing today. And he just, he's like, he won a playoff round and, you know, and I was like, what are you talking about? Lots of goaltenders have won playoffs round, playoff rounds. Doesn't mean you pay a guy like $4 million for five years, dude. Like, and he was like, my goaltending coaches have told me that they think he's just scratching the surface. Oh yeah, really? Like you think that your defense is, is, is really a defensive unit that can pull more out of a goaltender. Like you really believe that because you're wrong. Like you're awful on the back end in Ottawa. Awful. Like, absolutely terrible. Like at, at this point, like the senators should not be worrying about winning playoff rounds yet. No, like there, there's, there's still at least a couple years off that. Plus I still have to resign to bring it, which I think is fucking hilarious. But, uh, they bring him in as part of the rebuild and he was, you know, kind of a key part of it. And now they're, he's RFA right now and they're listening to offers for him. It's hilarious to me. Well, he wants out, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's so requested funny. out. It's so, funny. um, anyway, uh, not really much out of Montreal yesterday, right? For free agency. It was just the Edmondson uh, trade for a third and a seventh. Is that what it was? Or a third and a fifth? Yeah. Something like that. Third and seventh. And, uh, yeah, the Habs are retaining 50%. So there was that. And then that's only a one year draft, though, right? Yeah, one year left on it. Basically, what came of it was uh, last year we were looking to flip him, but he got hurt around the deadline. So we couldn't flip him. So Kent Hughes just kind of wasn't gonna wasn't gonna waste time and risk that and then lose him for nothing next summer. And it also kind of clears out the log jam uh, at left D that I was talking about earlier, where we have all these guys that are left-handed defensemen and only three spots for him. So it just kind of clears that out. I don't hate yeah. it. Joel Edmondson was a great, great servant for the team. Did some great stuff for us. Uh, wish him all the best in Washington. And then uh, before the draft, the Habs acquired Alex Newhook's signing rights from Colorado for picks 31 and 37 and uh, an AHL defenseman. Um, and apparently they're looking, as of recording, they haven't, uh, no, as of recording, they haven't signed him to a deal, but uh, Kent Hughes said that they are making uh, good progress on that. Should be sorted soon. Okay, so. there we go. Um, so let's go over some of the other free agent signings uh, from the past couple of days. So let's start um, in the Western Conference. Connor Brown is an, is an Edmonton Oiler. Yep. That's interesting. Um, who else do we got here? Man, I just went on the Cap Friendly page and everybody, like, they're all just like AHL signings right now on this page. Yeah. I can't find anything of relevance. Yeah, Drake Kajula is still a hockey player? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Michael Bunting. Or is there anything else in the West that I'm forgetting? Like big ones? Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly in Nashville. No Achari. I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised he went Nashville. I thought he would go to more of a contender than a rebuilder, but good for him. Yeah, I'm, I was a little surprised by that too. But he really does have that country music vibe to him. Oh, straight up, straight up. So it's gonna work for him well, I think. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a, a spot where he probably really wants to be. Again, I really hate the fact that he just hates hated Toronto. Like that makes me sick so bad, man. Oh. Like, uh, we got uh, Alex Kalorn to Anaheim, four years, uh, 6.25. Yep. Oh, Matt Deshane went to Dallas. All right, I missed Yes, that he one. did. One year, three mil after getting bought out by Nashville, which was ridiculous. And that, like, that's what I mean. How do, how are the Leafs not in on one year, three mil for Matt Duchesne? Yeah. Like, why aren't we making that signing? We're, we are in win-now mode. Like, we are in win-now mode. We need to sign good hockey players. And you're telling me Matt Duchesne was available for one year, three mil, and we didn't pull trig on that? That's unbelievable to me. You know, and the other thing with that is, uh, like, it made a lot of sense for him, too. You go to Toronto, you get inflated points because you play with top, top end players. And then you either win or can snag yourself a big deal the following summer because you had a great season. So, I, yeah, I really didn't understand that one at all. I would also like to talk. Oh, Gus Nyquist is also in Nashville. 3.185, uh, two-year deal. Yeah. I, I did I not feel, I have that. a feeling. I have a feeling I know what one you want to talk about. Because I just pulled up the trade for it. Justin Hole. Well, that was not the one I was thinking of. What were you thinking about? Let's do Hole quick, because this one's going to be a little more. I, you, I have the utmost respect for Steve Eiserman. I think he's a great general manager. Did he even watch Justin Hole play hockey last year? Because he gave him $3.4 million for the next three years for a total of 102 Justin Hole secured the bag. <laughs> will never in a million years be worth ten million dollars. For eight years, I wouldn't give him ten million dollars. I wouldn't give him ten for ten. Like, what? Where did that? Where did that come from? Like, where did Justin Hole being worth three point four million dollars come from? It feels very much like uh, when Arsman signed Sherratt. Was it? Yeah, it was last summer he signed Sherratt. Where he's just like. You, just why like he just he's it feels like he's he's looking for this stereotypical like big mean nasty defenseman that really can't play defense man i don't get it no. i don't get the justin hole signing anyway what one were you wanting to, to talk about you got me all so i want to talk uh pld first of all the trade and then the extension oh yeah he's I, I'm not a huge fan of Pierre-Luc Dubois. I don't think he's that good of a hockey player. I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league, myself. You you don't understand how excited I am that the Habs missed out on this, given given the cost of it. What was the so deal? For, so first of all, so PLD goes to LA. Yeah. Uh, the Jets acquire Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kapari, and a second-round pick, uh, funny enough, from the Montreal Canadiens. Hmm. Uh, and then he goes and signs an eight by eight. Yeah, looking at this, I'm so glad the Habs are out. There's absolutely no way that we should have paid that price for him. And I just don't think he is an $8 million player. He's not. Not even close. If he's an $8 million player, then you're right. William Nylander's worth like the <laughs> league max. 
Well, like, and like, and that's what I mean. Like, when people are talking about, like, oh, like, me lander is only worth this this much, or like, whatever, eight point eight. You're not, you're not telling me that the difference between me lander and PLD is like eight hundred grand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. So yeah, I do. I, I I'm I'm happy that uh, the Habs were not involved in this. I'm happy that he's like that whole saga now is just over, and I'm so so happy because it's yeah. been like almost two years of this and uh yeah big deal great for him scared the bag uh also you gotta love the fact that he was traded to winnipeg for la that's that's a dub in itself yeah um another thing that i would like to talk about is alexander kerfoot is a arizona coyote music to my ears two years three and a half million dollars in arizona no longer a toronto maple leaf Oliver Ekman Larson got a one-year $2.25 million contract in Florida. I don't mind that for them. I think he's still got... No, I, some... I thought the issue with him was always the contract. Yep. And now that he's been bought out of it and you can pay him what he actually deserves, yeah, he's he's still an NHL-caliber defenseman. It's, it's fine. I don't hate that deal at all. Yeah. I, I'd like to also... Who the hell is Marshall Refai? And why do the Leafs... Oh, he must be an AHL guy. Anyway, this is what I wanted to talk about. Pierre Engvall secured the bag. He got like seven years, didn't he? Seven years, three mil per. That is insane. Good for him. Like, I'm actually happy for him. He definitely is not worth that. But, like, I'm happy for him. I can't believe yeah. he got seven years of term. Like, I cannot believe he got seven years of term. That's crazy. Like of, of all the players in the world who get seven years of term, Pierre Engvall got it. Pierre Engvall. Also. That was, that's what, to the Islanders, right? Pardon? That was to the Islanders? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Radko Gudis. Three years, four mil per in Anaheim. Uh, I like that he's now out of our conference, and I think that's probably a, a fair contract for him. I was actually looking at his J Fresh card yesterday. He is surprisingly has really, really good numbers, like underlying metrics. He is one of the better defensemen in the league, both both offensively and defensively. Like I think he was in the 85th or 86th percentile in both, which is unreal. The, the, the offense surprised me. The defense not so much, just because he's that big, mean, nasty. Like, yeah. Like I, I don't want to like not like Shea Weber, where it was like. He's very good at defense because he just beats the fuck out of people, right? Yeah. But yeah, the the offense, that's surprising because I I just I've never seen it from him really. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um I did not see this contract. Tristan Jari signed back in Pittsburgh 5.375 per for the next five. That seems like a lot of money. Hey, how did I miss that one? 26.875 total over the, over the five years. I did not see that yesterday. How did I miss that? That's a lot of cake. Yeah, that is that a is. lot of money. He did not have a great year last year, did he not? I th uh, I think he was okay. I, I think what happened was he got hurt last year, didn't he? I want to say he got hurt last year, and that's kind of why they fell out of a playoff playoff the playoff picture. I could be wrong on that. I I I'm kind of making that up, but I feel like that's what happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, 
and yes, the Sorokin deal was eight years, $66 million, 8.25. That's a lot of money, man. He, you, but he's 28 years old. He got eight years. You signed him. 27. What? TSN says he's 27. That's what I'm on. Sorokin? Yeah. Cap Friendly says 28. Okay, well, one of them's lying. But anyways, so I think... He's That's definitely 27. But he'll, oh, want to know what it is? He'll be 28 when the contract kicks in. His birthday's in August. Yeah, that would be it. That's what it is, 100%. Um, but anyway, that's a lot of cake. <laughs> like, it's not yes. the Bobrovsky contract, but, like, I just, I don't see that guy being worth $8.25 million when he's 36 years old. Do you? No, no. Like, unless, well, the, the only nice thing about this is it gives the Islanders time not to rebuild because they've been kind of a playoff team for the last few years, but maybe find those extra couple pieces to even push. It gives them kind of eight years to do that. Yeah, so I don't. I don't overly hate it. Seven of those years having Pierre Engel on the books is probably not ideal, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's some interesting, interesting management going on over there. Um, yeah. Another interesting contract: Bunting, four and a half million for three yeah. years in Carolina. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. A, that. That seems hefty. Here's the thing: if he can. Not match, but if he can almost match his production and keep like keep his style of play, I think he'll be great. I think uh, he'll yeah. be absolutely fine for for four and a half mil. I hear you. I know what you're saying. Uh, I think that he looked a lot better than he was playing with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, right? I, I like that's mo- what most players would. Yeah, like that's, that's kind that's, of. That's, that's that's kind of why I'm saying he doesn't have to match that output, but he kind of has to almost match it. You know what I mean? Well, and then like you he, if he puts up like seventy five percent of his points, he'll probably be on a line with Aho and Svechnikov or or yeah. something like that. Um, so he he'll probably be able to to make himself worth it. The Leafs obviously were not able to pay him that. Um, no, that wasn't going to happen. Well, not but, after not after the signings they made, anyways. I'm not going to lie to you. I like Matthew Nyes on that wing a lot better anyway. So I don't think it's a bad thing for Toronto. It's, and do you know what's going to happen, right? Is we're going to lose in the Eastern Conference final to Carolina and Michael Bunting is going to draw 37 penalties in that series. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. I just, I just can't wait for the, the Michael Bunting's a a dirty cheating, diving player. That discourse He's completely disappeared now that he's not in Toronto. Oh yeah. That will happen. You know it will happen. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Anyway, that's I, I'm pretty sure we've gone over most of the notable signings here. Yeah. I'm so upset. This is, this is your chance to vent it out. If you want to scream into the void, this is, this is well, the void you, to scream it into. I already said it. You know how I feel. It's been a complete failure. Brad Trilliving's reign to this point has been a complete and utter failure. It's been two days. <laughs> what else is there to say? He's like, he, he let Ryan O'Reilly walk. He let Nola Chari walk. Uh, Justin Hole's gone, which every, most people are happy about. Alex Kerfoot's gone. Again, most people are happy about that. Michael Bunting's gone. Uh, Shalgren's gone. Uh, Murray's still on the team, not bought out. Like, 
I liked a lot of those players. Like minus Holden Kerfoot, I'm I like Bunting. I really like Bunting. I loved Ryan O'Reilly on that team. Nolachari, I liked even more than Ryan O'Reilly, I think. And then you let all of those guys walk and you sign a 36-year-old goon who can literally do nothing but throw punches. He's not a good hockey player at all. There is zero offensive upside to Ryan Reeves or defensive upside for that matter. He's he, he picks, he's one of those guys who picks things up and puts them down. And that is it. That is the end of his hockey ability. And then a guy who, again, doesn't bring anything to you defensively might bring a little bit of offense from the back end, like similar to a way maybe a guy like Rasmus Sandin used to did, you know, like something like that. But um, and you overpay him after his worst offensive output season of his career. Like what? is going on what are we doing why are we doing it we still need to sign samson off to a contract he's an rfa but we still need to sign sam samson off to a contract i don't know what's going on here man i i actually have no idea what brad truly direction is i don't i don't really know i don't think he knows so that's that's all i have to say it's been a it's been miserable it's been miserable to be a leafs fan over the past over the past since the draft since yeah since the draft i would say so that's it that's all i got that's all you got yep all right uh, i don't think i have much else either i'm just double checking my notes no uh I guess, I, I, unless you want to stop and talk about uh, and laugh at arizona for their terrible picks that's <laughs> yeah they suck what's new Hey, the suits looked fire though. Those were that was that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. No, the matching suits were great. You're just jealous because you could never rock that. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I got one been... more thing actually. I want to say I'm just like I'm looking at the free agency board. I get it. You you need to hit the the, the cap floor and and those things. But how how do you pay Corey Perry four million dollars? How do you pay him and Nick Foligno 10% of your cap? That's that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> well, and like, the, I, I, the I, kicker I, for me... Go ahead. The kicker for me is that they traded a seventh-round pick for the right to sign him. And then, like, I get it. It's a seventh-round pick. It's not, that, it's not worth that much. But you trade a seventh-round pick for the right to sign him before July 1st. Literally, you signed him to a contract the day before free agency. And you paid him $4 million. Like, did you think somebody was going to outbid you on July 1st? Right? And like, like, I understand, like, the, the intangibles that those guys bring to a team, and especially to a young team. And, like, you know, I look at what Corey Perry did in Montreal for that year. Loved him. I think he was, he had such a massive impact on that young group. So, like, I understand wanting to bring him in. But for $4 million, like, that's just, it's costing you like more than like that seventh round draft pick is going to like physically cost that organization less than that 4 million. You've just incurred this massive cost for nothing. Yeah. Like when you yeah. signed in Montreal, I remember you texted me, you're like Corey Perry to Montreal and like a bunch of like laughing emojis. And I was like, well, let's see what the term and the, and the money is. And it was one year league man. I was like, can't, can't argue. Then he went to Tampa for a little over league man. I think he was sitting maybe 1.1 mil. Which again, you're like, that's 
that's fair market value, right? Like you're mm. you're paying them a little more than league men, but you're not breaking the bank on them. And then to get four four million for ha- for 500k more, they could have got Michael Bunting. Like you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> that's All right. horrific, horrific management. All right, now that we're done talking about that worm making four million dollars per year. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening, everybody. Do you have anything else to get off your chest, Catano? Um, thank you for the support this year. Uh, we'll see you next season. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs>